Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to Better Health. We are diving right in to more genetics. And today we are talking about a controversial gene known as the MTHFR, also known with the nickname of the mother effer gene. And no, I'm not trying to swear. That's just what people call it because of the fact that if you have variations of this gene, a lot of times you can see results that are not as good. However, one thing we have to understand is the fact that when you single out one gene being like, I have the mother effer gene variations. Oh no, it's not the end of the world because of the fact that genes interact in an algorithmic fashion. So if you are to single one gene out, it's like doing a whole math equation by only focusing on one step, thinking that you're going to solve the whole problem with a one step out of the five step equation. So all that to say, we're diving into the mother effer gene. MTHFR, and there are two main types of the MTHFR. There's the C677T, which produces a functioning mother effer enzyme that converts methylfolate to 5-MTHF, and it helps regulate homocysteine levels. If this gene has a variance, the enzyme is slowed down and folate does not effectively convert to the active 5-MTHF which is also methylfolate. Now, you may be wondering, what are variants? If I have the mother effer variant, what does that mean? Well, a lot of times people will describe it as the mother effer or any put any gene in the blank mutations. I'm using variations because of the fact that mutations gets a bad rap. It puts a negative tone on it, and it doesn't mean that it's a negative thing if you have the variations or the mutations. Mutations is considered to be a bad thing, and it's not always a bad thing. If you have a variation of a certain gene, there are different positives to that compared to the not variated type. Um, So I want to make that clear, and so I refer to it as variations versus mutations. Then after the MTHFR C677T, there's the MTHFR 1298. And the heterozygous, which you're like, what? stop speaking science to me. So I'm going to clarify what heterozygous means. This means you're containing only one variant versus a double variant, double allele. You're only containing one variant. So it's almost as if your mom had the MTHFR variant, your dad did not, and you as the child then received only one variant. Um, from, you've received it from your mom, but not from your dad. So you are heterozygous for that gene. The MTHFR 1298 gene has a reduced function of approximately 20%. And the homozygous, so this means you have both variants. Maybe it's you got it from both your mom and your dad. So you have both variants, the homozygous containing both variants. Um, so heterozygous has a reduced function of approximately 20%, and the homozygous MTHFR1298 gene has a 40% reduction in enzymatic function. So that means that there is an increase in the need of methylfolate to offset the reduction in your enzymatic function. So this means that you're going to need more supplementation of methylfolate, which is different vitamin Bs, to offset your reduction in the enzymatic function. So that's a quick overview of the MTHFR genes, because there's two specific ones that I'm talking about that are the most common and popular. So why do these variants get a bad rap? Why are they considered the mother effer genes? Well, they can produce elevated homocysteine levels, and therefore 
one's levels of B vitamins. And B vitamins are crucial for so many things. B vitamins contribute to so many different systems in your body. And so they help to stabilize mood. That's one area. So a lot of times people with very low vitamin Bs will experience different mood disorders. So depression, anxiety, um, all of those things. And then also low vitamin Bs prevent, or vitamin Bs, I should say, prevent disorders in children such as autism. So if the mother does not have enough vitamin Bs in her body and she's lacking, oftentimes that can result. So if she's a mother that's carrying a child, not quite yet have been birthed, if she's carrying the child and has low vitamin Bs, that can oftentimes result in the child having different disorders such as autism or different things that you hope your child would not have if you have low vitamin Bs. And that's why they they often say mothers need to supplement with um, a prenatal or during pregnancy supplementation, including to have vitamin Bs in that supplementation because it's so crucial to the development of a child. And so when children have autism, for example, there's actually a study done that took spinal fluid from children with autism, and it showed that they had ex- like very, very low vitamin B levels. There were specific vitamin Bs tied to that, but they had very low vitamin B levels. So it shows the power that vitamin B has on the function of your mood, your mental health, your ability to operate in day-to-day life. And then you're, you may be wondering, what does high homocysteine have to do with anything? Well, high homocysteine levels can promote dementia, tumors, cancer, and more. So basically, high homocysteine is just not good. And so therefore, I want to lead you into a little background of the mother effer gene, the MTHFR gene. This is super fascinating to me. And honestly, this is, this is the most fascinating portion for me to be able to look at how your ancestral background influences your genes today. So, started off, there is a higher percentage of people from the Mediterranean and Mexico that have the variants, the MTHFR variants, also known as the mutations. Why? Because they consume higher amounts of plant-based folate, also known as vitamin B9, and they have more UV exposure from the sun. It makes sense because when you live in the Mediterranean or in Mexico, you have more vegetables that are growing that are green and you have more sun exposure because it's almost always sunny there. So those in those areas with variants in the MTHFR gene produce more thymidine. I'm probably saying that wrong, but thymidine, (laughs) which helps repair sun damage. So even though these people are getting a lot of sun exposure, you might think, how does that not promote sun damage? Well, because they have the MTHFR variants, they produce thymidine more than those that don't have the variants. This is an example of how, you know, the MTHFR variants mutations is not as bad as you think it is. There's positives and negatives to both sides of the fence. So saying mutations just just puts a negative connot- like a negative tone on it, even though there are positives to it. So those with those variants, especially living in those areas, produce more thymidine, which then protects them against UV sun exposure and from the damage that the sun could put on somebody with more sun exposure. So 
it's a good thing um, that they, because of this variant, they produce more of that to protect them. However, the sun, this is fascinating, also depletes vitamin B9. But because of the higher melanin in the people of those areas, that along with the thymine protects against vitamin B9 loss. So it's really amazing how God designed us. If you're getting more sun exposure, you have an, you're living in an area that has more plant-based vitamin B9, then your genes, the MTHFR genes, it's okay if you have the variants and that you might not naturally produce as much or have the enzymatic function for having vitamin B9 in you. But the reason behind that is because of the fact that you're already eating enough of it and you have the sun exposure, which is protected from the thymine that's produced because of the variants. Now, going to the opposite side, those in northern climates, like the Nordic areas, for example, have less percentage of the MTHFR variant because they had less plant-based vitamin B9 consumption and less sun exposure. Also makes sense because they're in an area with more snow, a longer winter, so they don't have as much of that crop production all time, like all over the course of the year. And also think about winter. And if you live in the northern climates, winter has less sun exposure. So these people are eating less plant-based vitamin B9 and getting less sun exposure. So therefore, they did not need to consume as much fully and their MTHFR gene remained stable. So all that to say, what can you do? Maybe you're someone that's wondering, well, you know, I hear a lot about this MTHFR gene and I want to know if I have it. Well, first off, it's an algorithm. Like I said earlier, if you're doing a five-step math equation, you can't focus on one part of that equation, one step of that equation, thinking that you're going to get the answer because you won't. You have to do all five parts of the equation to get the answer. Your genes are the same exact way. So the MTHFR gene is just one step of whatever long equation it is for your genetics. And so when you get your genetics tested, you're able to find out if you have the MTHFR variants. You're also able to find out though, the whole algorithmic picture, and I'm not even sure if algorithmic is a word, but I'm, I'm just using that. You'll be able to get the whole picture to see, you know, this MTHFR gene variant how is this influencing the rest of my algorithm? Well, you can take a look at, well, I have the variant for the MTHFR C677T. Remember, that was the first mother effort gene I brought up, but I don't have any variants for the 1298 one. When that happens, things are moving better in your body. Your systems are moving better. And so you won't, you might not have to focus more on vitamin Bs because you only have one variant of one of those genes and the other one's okay. And there's a whole bunch of other genes that play into how that gene expresses as well. So when you get your genetics tested, you're able to find out if you have the variants and what other gene variants you may have that may influence and impact how your body expresses itself based on its genetics. So getting your genetics is the first step to knowing if you actually have it rather than guessing because you might be totally fine vitamin B wise because you don't even have the variants and your body's operating like it should because of all the other genes. And so overdoing it on vitamin B, you don't have to do that when it makes sense. But when you do find out and that you do have variants and 
everything is working in regards to that specific variance and that you could be lacking vitamin Bs and then you get tested and you find out you are, then therefore you can supplement appropriately. You can eat more green leafy vegetables because after you get your genetics tested, you're able to find out all of this information. Then what do you do after that? What if you do have the variants? Well, you can incorporate more of the plant-based vitamin B9, which includes leafy greens, beans, peas, lentils. Sounds like the Mediterranean, right? And along with supplementation, because we all know that our vegetables today are 10% of the nutrient content that they were less than 100 years ago. So supplementation, it's just something that we, we... kind of have to do these days just because of the depletion of our soil and how our vegetables don't have the nutrient content that they should. That's what you can do. So if you are interested, check out the link in the show notes. I have a link um, where you can head to to get your genetics tested. If you learn something and you want others to learn as well, share this episode. And until next time, I hope that you have a great rest of your day. The Better Health Podcast represents the opinions of April Williams and her guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult with your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Thanks.